Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Winter kept us warm, covering earth in forgetful snow, feeding a little life with dried tubers. Summer surprised us coming over the Starnbergersee with a shower of rain. We stopped in the colonnade and went on in sunlight into the Hofgarten and listened to the gargle with Glossy Magazine to the Beagle's audio newspaper for a digital world. This is the gargle. I am your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Alison Spittle and Tiff Stevenson. Welcome. Hello. Boo-boo-boo-boo. Very Yay. happy In the garden. <laughs> yeah, I was really getting into that. I figured with this couple, we should start classy. <laughs> and watch it go downhill very fast. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but in what I laughingly call our fan base, <laughs> the combination of Alison Spittle and Tiff Stevenson is renowned. Uh, <laughs> filth. Are you going to say filth? filth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, Phil, we will get dirty together in the mud bucket that is this week's top stories. But first, let's have a look at the front page. Ooh. The front cover this week is Mario of Mario oh. Brothers fame entering his pretentious artist on a podcast phase <laughs> and acting choices. He's in a turtleneck and beret, clutching his forehead going, it's a me, Mario, or is it? <laughs> uh, the satirical cartoon this week is an image of Elon Musk telling the BBC that owning Twitter has been quite emotionally painful, uh, blown up on a wall in front of a party of anti-capitalist meme artists with the hanging banner... Mission accomplished. (laughs) And our top story this week is BTSD news. Bee scientists have discovered evidence that suggests the insects have emotions, dreams, and even PTSD, raising complex ethical questions uh, about how far you can emotionally push a bee. (laughs) Alison Spittle, you've uh, bumbled in the past. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, this was uh, an exciting story. So, um... Basically, uh, this guy uh, has been studying bees for ages, for for like uh, decades, and um, the uh, the size of a bee's brain is about the size of a poppy seed. So before, we didn't know much about bees, but apparently, the more he studied it, the more uh, kinder he's been to bees because he realizes that bees have emotions. Uh, bees have uh, bees get stressed, and I always. 
I always thought that was the case. Bees seem like the most stressed of all animals. I mean, on a scale of sloth to bee, bee is at the top. <laughs> sloth is having a great time. And um, <laughs> yeah, so so um, he's trying to uh, become a bit more kinder to bees because bees are uh, used in the agricultural industry um, and they're treated quite badly. So uh, almonds... Uh, are produced in um, California. Normally, uh, you'd need a lot of pollination for almonds to uh, grow at the rate that you need them to grow uh, to sustain um, to sustain the demand that they have. And normally, there would be flowers at the bottom of these uh, almond plants, and the bees would kind of crisscross between the two and pollinate and go back. And uh, but now, um, because of the agricultural and industry, it's just plastic underneath the trees so the almonds are dropped on the plastic and and it's just a harder job for the bee so this dude has been very very nice um uh, and is suggesting that we're a bit kinder to bees and it just never it never occurred to me that insects have personalities and it's now made me more afraid of wasps because before (laughs) with wasps i thought they were not evil just doing what they do but now I have a childhood memory of a wasp stinging me under my eye and I remember looking at him like his little arse going up and I knew the the pain was going to be into my eye and now I remember it with a frisson of like emotional uh, PTSD as well because I thought as a kid it was laughing at me and now I know it definitely (laughs) was laughing at me wasps are Tories with a thorax Yes, they are. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the evidence they're using for this is these mass bee die-offs, uh, which yes. I believe now are a result of stress, not just environmental stress, but emotional stress uh, for the bees coming from things like mobile phone signals, coming from things like pesticides and agricultural changes where the, the things that they're normally used to eating and, and pollinating uh, are, are getting mixed up on them. So mm. I, I just imagine being that much of a drama queen where you're like, where's my dinner? It's not where it used to be. <laughs> just a mass die-off. <laughs> it is quite the statement, isn't it, as a species, to go like, you know what, we're all going to die off and see how you are then because we do rely on bees for <laughs> for our life. And it, 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 there's drama and then there's threatening the whole ecosystem, which uh, <laughs> bees do. Harden up, bees. Harden up. Harden up. <laughs> so what the research suggested is uh, bees, they listen, they recognise you, they recognise faces, they take on most of the domestic labour, pollinating a third of the world's food with no thanks from us. So bees are women. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Bees are women. That and then uh, just more and more evidence, right? So this lab set out to determine if bees could learn to avoid predators as an adaptive response, and they put a robotic crab spider. What, are they female comedians? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, well, they put this spider in and uh, in in flowers, and then they grabbed a bee and then they released it unharmed. This is very traumatic. And then after that negative experience, the bees learned to scan the laboratory's flowers to make sure they were spider-free. Um, the bees not only showed predator avoidance, they also showed false alarm behavior. Like, why are you stressing the bees out? Just the bees are women. <laughs> You're going to have them flying around with keys between their mandibles. Like, the more I read, the more I understand that bees are women. And it just, uh, um, they also like shop around for their food as well, which is fascinating. They get choice paralysis like us. They like try and... <laughs> 
look at all the flowers and then decide what the best one is. It's a risky ethical business being a scientist who's trying to discover something sentient because you mm. do an experiment and then the result of the experiment is that the experiment was unethical to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, I've just proven that I've been being an asshole for years. <laughs> I've always suspected it was stressful to be a bee, though. Like, imagine you're in your house and then a man in a mask just pulls you out with a glove, like half of your house with a glove, and put smoke inside of you like i feel like um i feel like i felt good i've always fed bees if i saw an exhausted bee have you ever seen an exhausted bee yes but this is why i think it's stressful to be a bee because they're so big and round and their little wings are so teeny it must <laughs> yeah. be just like the toddlers of the sky you're like you shouldn't be being holding up right now you don't seem like there's the physics is on your side but somehow they stay up now when i feed it like a little teaspoon of sugary water I'm not just doing it for energy. There's also that emotional kind of thing. You know, when you're stressed and you eat chocolates, like I'm just, I'm just letting the bee stress eat now, you know, to survive. <laughs> the bees are premenstrual. The bees are premenstrual, yeah. Put it down with a box set of Buffy and give it all the chocolate <laughs> that it needs. Yeah, all the sugary water. I have to say, I'm always kind to bees. Like he was like, I try and trap a bee and then let it go. And I'm like, who's out here killing bees? I'm not swatting mm. a bee. I have taken out a wasp, but I'm not going to lie. I've taken out wasps. I always assess the arse size of an in- of an insect. You know, a big arse is a bee and a small arse is a wasp, and they are getting a swat. If you've got a small yeah. arse, you're, you're getting a swat <laughs> off me. Sorry. They're going to be wasps getting Brazilian butt lifts. Just so they, <laughs> just so they can avoid getting taken out by Alison. Do you mean the BBL? <laughs> oh. Your ad section now. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Frogs. Frogs, the wettest mouse. <laughs> and make your own frog at home with an at-home frog kit. We provide the mouse and the cup. You supply half a glass of water. <laughs> And we all know the more nude you are, the less nude you feel, bringing you just socks. That's Mm. right, fully nude, just socks. The way to make nakedness feel even more naked. (laughs) That is true. Oh, wow. Is that sponsored by Red Hot Chili Peppers? (laughs) (laughs) And I just want for my child what everyone wants for their child, which is to do so well in life that they get dogpiled on the internet for being a Nepo baby. And that's why I choose QuackBooks when I'm doing my accounting. Unlike its competitor QuickBooks, QuackBooks isn't an efficient cloud-based accounting solution trusted by 7,000-plus accounting practices. Instead, it's a spreadsheet run by a duck. QuackBooks. It worked for FTX. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now it's when plants cry news. Apparently plants scream when they want you to water them. Uh, I assume it sounds a little bit like when I want uh, someone to give me a drink, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But apparently humans can't hear them. 
So, Tiff, you've met a leaf. Can you unpack this story for us? Yes. Apparently, uh, they make high-pitched sounds um, when they are thirsty, similar to popping. Um, and I just think, great, great. Plants make sounds, do they? How long before they start their own podcast? <laughs> we all know that's coming. You know, 15 <laughs> hours of yucca content on YouTube where they smoke cigars and discuss UFC. Um, <laughs> actually, scratch that. It's too high pitched for humans to hear, so it would be a female podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've paired these stories in my head now, so I'm thinking of like quite emotionally traumatized bees being screamed at by plants that need yeah. yeah. It's a really tra- it's a really emotional landscape now. It's made me upset because we had a house plant and we did not water it enough, and I just think now. Mm. That's another layer of stress that I don't want to think about it. Like, if I want something that's screaming at me for months at a time, whilst everyone around me admires it, I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> why have a plant? I already feel like I'm failing in so many areas. Now I feel like my plants are judging me as well. This is just another stress I don't need, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel extra guilty because sometimes when I'm angry, I know, like, print, uh, King Charles, ugh. I forgot my manners there. King Charles, <laughs> he speaks to plants and um, apparently encourages them to grow and it helps. And I have been speaking very derogatory, like very horrible to my plants when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> and they are dead. They are behind me. But that's due to like <laughs> definite bad practice of uh, watering rather than me saying oh you think you look so special i'm quite uh, emotionally abusive to my plants and now i feel guilty have you been roasting roasting your succulents <laughs> i have yes <laughs> both psychologically and uh, actually uh, by not by not feeding them water succulents are supposed to be hardy uh, but uh, i i keep destroying them i don't know how i do it I, I i really do want these plants to live but i'm having a very hard time at the moment um, I've probably told you this before. I've tried to grow potatoes on my balcony, and um, last year um, the crop didn't come to harvest. And uh, you know, I'm Irish, and we've learnt about the potato famine and other kind of uh, <laughs> uh, genocidal practices of the British Empire. Uh, I know <laughs> you should look it up, but um, but. Um, <laughs> And I pulled out the potatoes and they went to mush my hands and genuinely I I felt very attached to my own history. I was like, this this famine was so inconvenient as well as a thing that killed a lot of people, but I felt emotionally very attached to it. I mean, on your balcony was the first mistake, because you yeah. don't know this, but uh, new research has come out that potatoes are afraid of heights. But <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, I also, they, they don't like emotional abuse, evidently. <laughs> the potatoes actually enjoy being roasted. Yeah. Hey. Hey. What do you think of, like, it said to make popping sounds which uh, that the human ear can't hear. And I'm thinking, are Rice Krispies trying to communicate with us? Like, (laughs) what are they saying? Rice Krispies and plants (laughs) are talking about us behind our backs. They're absolutely roasting us. They're like those humans. (laughs) Stressing out the bees. Yeah, and extra worse if you put almond milk. Yeah. 
and your rice krispies <laughs> oh that yeah that's eco side the tears of a bee yeah. <laughs> trifecta of evil <laughs> Now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something out of five stars to review. Tiff Stevenson, what have you brought in for us to review this week? Um, Oxford. Oh. Look. Yeah, I like it as a place. It's got castles. It's got libraries. It's got museum. It's got museums, (laughs) plural. It's got a bridge of size. It's got a bridge of size. But what it doesn't have is enough people who want to come to my tour show. What? And... It's annoying because I fancy myself as scholarly and interesting, but I am competing with a lot of cool shit. Every bridge is a bridge of size if you're sad enough on a bridge. Come on. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'll put some steps on the stage and I'll just sigh. (laughs) Yeah. And then we can replicate that during my show. And so I just, do you know what it is? It's Cambridge. A lot of people in Cambridge are coming to my show. Cambridge seemed keener. Mm. So I guess what I'm saying is, Oxford, are you going to let Cambridge be you again? (laughs) Consider this your boat race. (laughs) Consider this your university challenge. Oxford, the place, three stars. Try harder, please. What I'm going to review this week is a serious review. Well, as in, I'm not putting batteries in my mouth. It was actually a thing that I watched and I was like, I actually want to recommend it to the Gargle listeners. And it's a film called Asbestos or The Beasts. And it's a it's a French and Spanish film. And Galician, I think is the, is the language as well. Galician. Galician. It was the best film I've seen in ages. It's very, if you've grown up in a rural environment... It's the most Irish film that's never been made. Um, it's about it's about uh, two people that move to a village. They're into they're into farming and uh, or, or the organic way of farming, and they're not into wind farms. The village are going to get a wind farm, but they need them to sign off on it. And uh, it's about bullying. It's an amazing film, and it's on in cinemas. Uh, well, I saw it this weekend, so I think it'll probably be in cinemas for a weekend or two and then it'll probably be somewhere online but i fully recommend watching it it's amazing five stars it's so good it's got like um it's got like a there's a french couple in it and they love each other and the man isn't having an affair which is refreshing (laughs) in a french film it has it all it really does Uh, well, I would like to review this week. I would like to re- review reviews because uh, I'm at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the moment and people's reviews are coming out and everyone's miserable about their reviews. Uh, oh, Even though, I, see, I quite like a review. I occasionally like a review. I quite like reading a bad review of an act I like because it reminds me that reviewers are just heads with an opinion. And I, if I don't agree <laughs> with them, then I feel less bad when I uh, read a bad review of myself. Uh, reviews, mm. three and a half. Three and a half stars. <laughs> Reads like a four? <laughs> Reads like a two and a half. <laughs> now it's time for Shit Creek News, and this is the news that every river in the UK is undrinkably unpleasant. Uh, this is an announcement made by David Attenborough in a recent programme that was aired in the UK, basically chronicling the degradation of your waterways. Uh, Alison Spittle, I've seen you drink unusual things. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> so this is a long-running story. Um, the way it came to prominence for me 
was uh, I followed the the former lead singer of the Undertones and uh, solo singer of a good heart these days is hard to find, <laughs> uh, Fergal Sharkey, <laughs> which I think Sharkey is a great name for someone who uh, is trying to protect Britain's waterways. Um, <laughs> but Britain's waterways, because uh, because companies are privatised, it's more profitable for companies to take a fine for um, dumping raw sewage into uh, rivers, lakes and the sea. And uh, they've been doing it for a while because capitalism that now, um, you know, places are unbathable. Um, There's places where it's bad to swim. I'll give you an example. I went to Kent with my friend to eat oysters because she loves oysters. And uh, we went to Whitstable, had an amazing time. I said, and one of my favorite things to do is when I go to a a place, I like to look up the local news. Um, and I forgot to do that on the way there, but I thought I'll I'll do it on the way back. And it said, uh, massive warnings: do not eat uh, food from the sea <laughs> because raw sewage has been put out there. So it's just, it's just. Uh, do you know what it is? It's Britain. F- around and finding out once again uh, but this time with uh, rivers and seas and lakes Tiff? Yeah I think it was something like they were saying that water companies have released raw sewage into the rivers and seas for more than 1.75 million hours last year just mm. slightly short of uh, the amount of shit that Boris Johnson's mouth released during his meeting ah! with the privileges committee Ring the politics bill Tiff Well I hate to break it to you, Alice, but you've picked a story that has MPs quoted throughout it thoroughly because this is a political story, isn't it? You know, 180, 25 sewage spills into the waterways per day. And that is down 19% on the previous year. Woohoo! Less shit. <laughs> is this now a good news story? You know, swim our rivers and lakes now with 19% less fecal matter. Get it on Visit Britain. I don't know what we're supposed to... You know, it's just bleak, isn't it? Yeah. Are we spinning yeah. skin melting badness as exfoliating treatment now? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine if shit was bath bombs and they were releasing that amount of bath bombs <laughs> into the sea and lakes. You mean like that's too many bath bombs, man? It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's very lavendery. I'm a bit irritated, but they're doing that with actual human shit. <laughs> do, do you often imagine your shit is bath bombs, Alison? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does emit. You know what I mean. It does. It does. <laughs> Fizzes. Yeah. Rose petals drift out of it. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Some some poor student. Some poor student in Lush had to sell it to me. You know, they're like, this is your own shit. <laughs> 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 if you bring the tub back, we will give you a twenty percent discount on your next. <laughs> what is Gillian McKee? Yeah. Is this like shitting in a lunchbox? And then <laughs> uh, it's disgusting, and, and it makes me very mad. <laughs> but if you're disgusted by this as a listener, just think about what's in the rivers <laughs> and the seas. And the lakes. I feel like they, they they gave a lot of stats in the article, but I feel like it would have been better served by by uh, Zoltzman doing them like cricket stats. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Blackpool Sands in Devon uh, had sewage spills over a total of 1,014 hours, beating out Torquay, who faced 79 instances of sewage <laughs> dumping lasting for 946 hours. You know, you just need to put something about the crease in there. 
and runs <laughs> and it would it, it would be quick at stats I mean it's not great for Torquay either why are they, why are they going to put on their sign slightly less shit yeah. than other places <laughs> <laughs> you know it's still shit Brighton not as bad as Torquay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> marginally statistically less likely to swim into a whole human turd <laughs> I know face first I'm just imagining a really horrible version of The Little Mermaid where she's just surrounded by shits. <laughs> All the fish have died and it's just her triton and a couple of turds. Under the sea, everything's yeah. bitter. Down where it's shitter, take it from me. She has to, she has to kiss a turd in order to be able... To sing, yeah, and she she wears she wears like a load of discarded face wipes as like a bridal veil. This is a horrible shitty wedding. Be- beautiful spirals of microplastics rising up around her. <laughs> While a fatberg just goes towards her. That's the wedding cake. I don't know what this ocean pollution is going to do for our idioms. Isn't one of the euphemisms for going to do a poo dropping a couple of kids off at the pool? Now it's going to be just, sorry, I'm I'm dropping a couple of kids off in in the feces ocean. (laughs) You'll be like, if 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 you're having a particularly bad crap, you'll be like, oh... I'm just doing a southern water onto the natural lakes, you know, of the toilet bowl. And also, maybe I'll change, like, if you're looking for someone to date again after breaking up with someone, someone can reassure you by going, oh, there's plenty of shits. Like, there's plenty of shit. <laughs> plenty of shits.com. Sign up now. Yeah. And unlike with fish, where it's getting depressingly less true, this is getting more true. So helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you believe in homeopathy the less clean water is, there is the more clean water there is so that's nice <laughs> that's true maybe that's what that's what these water companies are doing they're actually doing us a favour yeah. the uh, more you dive into the clean water with shit <laughs> the more powerful <laughs> it becomes I tell you water fights are going to be a lot more dangerous now you know? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just blasting a lot of human, <laughs> human sewage. <laughs> you know? It's going to give you cholera. It's, it's really going to knock you out. <laughs> Heart news now, and this is the news that AI uh, is better at analysing cardiac function when compared with humans, mm. uh, which is exciting. They finally made AI that's better than doctors at figuring out if you're having a heart attack. Uh, Tiff? <laughs> <laughs> would you trust an AI doctor to touch your chest <laughs> would I rather get felt up by a machine maybe machines are better than us I actually I don't believe that's true I'm a romantic so I think I can diagnose what the heart wants better than any machine you know <clears throat> just point me at the person I'll tell you give me a famous person I'll tell you what their heart wants Leonardo DiCaprio to recapture his youth <laughs> give me other ones I will tell you I think I'm the best person to judge what's wrong with someone's heart, not a machine. Elon Musk. What What does his heart want? Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. I'm... His heart wants adoration mm. and respect. And he's gone all the wrong ways about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, how could have Elon like, gained respect in a, in a way that's not cringe? Because he seems to lean into the cringe. He's very into Rick and Morty. 
and in memes that were out seven years ago. <laughs> like, how does for a man that's so rich, his his access to fresh memes is so. Uh, so he, he could have a whole meme factory underneath him. People just shit posting, um, like like monkeys on a typewriter. I mean, that is essentially what shit posting is. And yet, you know, all of them are very unfresh. The memes are unfresh. So, okay, I mean, that, that's good. So he wants adoration. That's interesting. I think he wants recognition maybe for the stuff he's doing because, you know, there may have been exciting innovations. And I think maybe he took on a job with Twitter that he was not prepared for. We've all, yeah. take, we've all done an Edinburgh when we haven't yeah. written a show. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened with Elon Musk and Twitter? He's just gone, oh, I'll have this ready by the time August comes round. And it wasn't. Well, I mean, this is one of the one of the one of the central tenets of the software kind of boom is this fail fast and iterate quickly and and move fast and break things and you know shake things up and turn them upside down and fire everyone and like disrupt disrupt disrupt. Uh, the problem is that that doesn't work as well as you would like if the thing that you're experimenting on and shaking up and turning upside down and disrupting is full of people, which <laughs> uh, social media is and also cars. So. Two, two of his favourite things um, <laughs> have people in them, so it's it's very hard to have a kind of a high failure rate, which is kind of part of the of the ethos of the whole thing. If it's making uh, making people's lives significantly shitter while you do that, the thing about this AI thing is interesting that there, when when someone will do an experiment to see whether your job would be done better than AI, I don't like that. That seems threatening. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like they should do that with Elon Musk. See if uh, I think an AI uh, algorithm would be better at doing their job than Elon Musk. Like they'd get it wrong sometimes, but um, like they should, they should they should they should test whether billionaires could keep their jobs against AI because heart doctors, like that's the job that you have to study for for you know like fifteen years at least. And uh, I I just I don't, I don't like these vibes of taking jobs off humans. These machines coming over here, taking, taking our, our jobs. jobs. <laughs> they can't do comedy. Like, that's a thing AI cannot do yet. They will eventually. But at the moment, like, I've tried. I've tried to get AI to write jokes. I've done it for the gargle before. And it's not possible. And I felt a bit safer. But uh, it's scary what, what other aspects of jobs they're going into. Does chat GP, can that try and do stand up? Well, I've, I've asked chat GP to like write me a blurb for my Edinburgh show because I was not arsed <laughs> doing it. <laughs> um, and it didn't, do you know what it did? It said like... I think it's chat GPT, just... Oh, no. <laughs> Unless you're using a knockoff version. No, 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 mine's, mine's chat GP. I phone my doctor. He tells me what to say. I write it down. I think like it, it was saying that like uh, she's a female comedian and we'll talk about periods. And it was very... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have laughed so much at that. I was like, who's feeding you this information? And then I was like, I probably will. <laughs> I, felt, I felt read to filth by chat GPT. Isn't that what it is? I'm so not worried about 
AI achieving sentience and taking over the world. I'm worried about that AI will not achieve sentience and we will continue to pour our liquid brains into the <laughs> algorithm forever in return for these weird little monkey brain dopamine hits, just like rewards of little pieces of what seem like information that some part of our hindbrain is going, this will keep me alive. But now it's just like pseudoscientific nonsense that sounds like a fact and we can't check it because all of our tools to check things are now run by AI and it's completely untrustworthy. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Do you think we'd be better off as bees? Like, I felt sorry for the bees. But now I'm like, that's quite a nice life. That brings us to the end of this week's episode slash edition of The Gargle. I'm flipping through the ads at the back. Tiff, have you got anything to plug? I'm plugging my tour. It starts in May. It's all over the UK for my show Sexy Brain. Um, you can get the dates off my website, which they're all listed there now, tiffstevenson.co.uk. But the website itself sort of hasn't been updated since Brexit. So just bear mm. that in mind. It really needs an update. But I would love you to come to the shows or come and find me on Instagram or Twitter, all the usual places, Tiff Stevenson Comic. Go see Sexy Brain. I have seen it. It is very good. And you should also uh, listen to my podcast on the Bugle Network, Catharsis. Both of you have been guests on it. It's a good podcast. Um, Yes, I loved it. So we've got some cool upcoming episodes. So check that out. Give us a rating. Love us. And (laughs) Alison, have you got anything to plug? So I have about two shows left on my tour. They're both in June. One is in Cardiff. One is in Southampton. I'm doing a show on May 10th in Soho Theatre. Um, it's called uh, Wet and it's probably, I think it is going to be the last time that I do this show in London. And I'm going to be doing a new show called Soup and that's on in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You can get tickets now in Monkey Barrel. Um, it's going to be at uh, 1.25, I think. And I'm, I'm just doing some work in progresses around London. I have podcasts and all that stuff as well. Go to Instagram. There's a little link tree there. And that's way better than my website because I have not updated it. Yeah, go see it and uh, have a lovely day. Thank you. And I genuinely have to say, Alice, uh, and say Tiff will back me up on this. The listeners, they're amazing gig goers and... Um, really am thankful for being on this podcast because it's got people in to watch and then yeah thank you well thank you yes uh, all of the listeners for coming out and supporting all of our magnificent guest editors i'd also like to say thank you to our contributing editors which is to say our roving reporters sea lips who sent in both the sentient bees and crying plants stories this week is our mvp so if you'd like to tweet us any stories you think would you'd like to see on the gargle tweet us at hello gugglers you can find me online at patreon.com slash alice fraser where i do my weekly writers meetings uh, and workshops as well as my weekly tea with alice salons this is a Bugle podcast, an Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.